Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Do you have a salesperson inside of you that's dying to unleash itself on an unsuspecting world? You mean like the movie Aliens, where somebody just kind of like bursts out of your chest? Is that the kind of salesperson we're talking about? This was a quote from our guest today. So can anybody figure out who it is? Well, anyways, he's going to tell us how to do that, what the secrets are. All right. That's great. Yeah. With us this evening is Dave Anderson. And Dave Anderson is a motivational speaker, author, and his most recent book is Pitch, Close, Upsell, and Repeat. So without further ado, here's Dave Anderson. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Just before you started the show, you were over in another studio hanging out with a friend of yours, right? Absolutely. Uh, Charlemagne is one of my best friends. And so he just pulled me into his podcast. So, you know, always good to see an old friend. Uh, Tell us about what you're up to lately. And what projects you're working on? Wow, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I'm a best-selling author, business coach, and speaker. Uh, right now, I have an inner circle where I take my uh, high-profile, high-ticket clients, and I help them start, grow, and expand their businesses. And so last year, my clients grossed over $27 million. This year, we're on track to do about 54 Wow, You're the man to know. That you're the man to know. <laughs> Can I be in your inner circle? <laughs> Absolutely. I think I think you'd be a good fit. As long as you have the, as long as you have the check and the desire, we can make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, money opens a lot of doors. <laughs> Let me tell you something. My mother told me two things about money when I was a child. The first is that money makes you pretty. Uh, <laughs> the, the second is there is no problem that cannot be solved that a check can't fix other than those of the heart. Oh, period. Oh, that's I know. Very that's, nice. that's, that's I love my mama. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started reading your latest book, Pitch, Close, Upsell, Repeat. And you can find Dave online, but there's a ton of Dave Anderson. So you have to put the business bully after it, and then he'll come up. Uh, that's how I found him. Actually, Andrew found him online and asked him to come be here today. And Dave graciously accepted. We're so happy to have him. Your book is amazing. It's one of the best business books I've ever read because I, well, I didn't want to put it down. It's very personable. It's very about you. And it's just an easy read for people. Yeah, I, I have a theory that the majority of really intense, absorbent reading happens on the toilet. And so I wanted to make a, I'm dead serious. Think about it. When you're on the toilet, there, there's nothing to do. So you're looking for something to read. So you're really concentrating. And so I wanted to create a book that one. you, listen, I figure about two or three good morning you know what, and you're going to get some some valuable information. And I wanted you to be entertained by something other than a Lysol can. And so this is exactly why I thought that this was going to work very well in hundreds of thousands of uh, books independently sold later. Um, I wasn't wrong. So So what are the secrets to being a good salesperson? Uh, Honestly, the first one is understanding who you are. Because once you have an understanding and have self-awareness, you can pretty much put yourself in a different position. You can be empathetic to other people. The second thing is you have to love what it is that you're selling. If you don't love it, you need to at least have enough respect for it to know it intimately. You know, my daughter's with me. She usually travels with me. She's my videographer, personal assistant, whatever you'd like to call her. And I usually know what she's going to do before she does it, even Mm -hmm. when she doesn't think that I'm right. She says to me one day, well, Dad, I want to move to L.A. because I want to I want to make superhero movies. I'm like, bet. Awesome. I'm like, but here's the thing. Do you really want to be cramped up with like five kids and do all this stuff? And she's like, well, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I want to do. And this is my plan. And you you stay. I'm not going to be your massive shadow. I, I said okay then I'm backing off <laughs> and sure enough we're at Sesame Place and, and my my, uh, my best one of my best friends is my cousin and she has amazing industry connections aside from me and so she brings this up to my daughter and my daughter's like oh well yeah I said wait 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 you didn't want to be my shadow you didn't want any help she's like well you know what these are just 10 little numbers I'm getting right now dad this has nothing to do with anything and mm. so once you know something and you love something once you know what that product is you know how that product is going to operate and how it is best going to solve the problems of the people who need that product. And that's really why you need to know about the product, right? Because that way you can demonstrate the benefits to the person that you're trying to sell it to, right? So it's really important that you know the features and how it works. Absolutely. But more importantly, you need to know how it's going to fit into someone's life, how it's going to make life easier. You know, there are people who have the time to take an old Brillo pad and scrub out their pots. And then there are people who want a nice porcelain pan that they can just go wipe 
<laughs> and be done. I mean, it's, it's all about saving time. If you save time, then you have other things that you can do with that time. That's great. What else makes for a good salesperson? A good salesperson is someone that is charming, someone that is disarming. As much as I talk, if you pay attention to me, if you really watch me for a day, I, 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 I'm very quiet. I listen. I watch what people do. Like, I study people. I think people are the most fascinating creatures God ever made. And the more you study people, the more that you're able to, I don't want to use the word manipulate, but allow them to be won over to your corner, over to your side of the street. And I think that that is extremely important. We don't spend enough time understanding each other. That's great. I think really, if you're in any kind of service business and sales is a type of service, you need to understand your customer and try to empathize and connect with them. They need to trust you. I think if you're a good listener, that helps build trust. Yeah, I think so too. And there was a lot of meat immediately in your book, like Mm -hmm. really good stuff, like the type of pitches you do. And one thing that you really focus on in this book is the pitch. Yes. So let's talk about that a little bit. What makes for a great pitch? It has to be something someone hasn't heard before. Are you married? Yes. Okay. We're we're married. That's what I thought. So some um, people have thought we're brother and sister. It's like, no, you got to be kidding me. Hey, listen. Some people thought my wife and I were brother and sister. It it happens. Kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Well, well, that and her. You know, her sister is a twin, so it's kind of a thing. So we've gotten that both ways. That's a little weird. But but. here's the thing: there, there is a reason you married that man, and make no mistake, she chose you. You didn't choose her. Right. We were talking about that on the train this morning. There is a reason. And I tell this Mm -hmm. to people all the time because people have this horrible, negative relationship with sales. And it comes from the movies and it comes from TV. And here's why. In your mind right now, I can picture the salesperson that you hate that embodies sales for you. It's a person. They come out of a trailer. They're in a parking lot and they have a tweed jacket with leather patches on it. They go, hey, hey, ho, ho, I want to sell you this car. And then the second (laughs) you get in the car, you're you're driving off the road and it just crashes. Whatever he said to you, whatever he said to you that won you over, that made you say yes to that first date, that first kiss, that first time that you decided to make it official and cut back your dance card, was what he pitched. And he pitched himself. So the first product you ever sell is yourself. If you've ever had consensual sex, you have sold. If you've ever gotten your mother to buy you a toy, because every kid, regardless of race, has gone through this. Now, Billy, we're going to the supermarket. Now, there are toys in the supermarket. Don't you ask me for anything. Don't you touch anything. And if Billy walks out with that brand new Duncan Spinner yo-yo, Billy is a natural salesperson. <laughs> Let's get him popping. So that's what the pitch is. The pitch is the approach. It is the thing that you noticed about someone that you can now use as ammunition in order to win them over to whatever your product or service is. You're listening to Dave Anderson, and this is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt on Passage to Profit. We'll be right back after this message. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gerhardt Law, We believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We're partway through our show. We have Dave Anderson the business bully with us and we just had 10 minutes of an incredible discussion about how to sell and we have 10 more minutes with Dave and then two pitches if you didn't hear the whole thing and you want to hear the rest of it you can listen to the podcast tomorrow so back to Dave where did you come up with the name business bully I didn't oh you stole it from somebody no here's what happened Mm. we live in a world now where children Uh, present company of my child excluded because I didn't play that in my house um, are given participation trophies just for showing up. When I was a kid, I made the baseball team. I was third string right field. Do you want to know why I was third string right field, Richard? 
Uh, because I sucked out loud. Okay, that's yeah. why. But there the were coach eight... didn't like you. No, no, he coached <laughs> like me fine because I never gave up. The thing of it is, there were eight kids who did not make the team, so I sucked a whole lot less than those eight kids. I earned what I got, <laughs> and that's okay because I think I'm a much better business coach and author than I am a baseball player, and I think everyone will agree with that. So. I think that because I hold people accountable, not to my standards, but the standards that they say that they have for themselves, people get offended. And so one day someone on Facebook says, Dave Anderson, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of your rhetoric. I can't stand you. All you do is tear people down. You're a business bully. I said, Dana, trademark. <laughs> Dana's my attorney. Uh, so that that was that. And, and, I, and I've run with it. I think it was the greatest you know, accident since the cheese sandwich was left out and created penicillin. So when you're working <laughs> with somebody, uh, a, a client, you push them, yes. right? You set the standard. Yes. You don't let them fail. Not at all. And that's why you're a bully. Absolutely, because it's important. But that's Here's, not really bullying, right? In this society, it is because we live in a bunch of cookie cutter, panty waist, you, you know, uh, I just, I want everyone to love everyone. Listen, if you want hugs, call Joel Osteen. If, <laughs> if you want results, you call Dave. And that's what it comes down to. And I think, honestly, accountability is is freedom. And I'm not just fighting for that person's business. I'm fighting for the people that they're going to employ. I'm fighting for their children. I'm fighting for their legacy. This is America. And say what you want about all the disparities and all the issues and whoever's in the White House, I don't care. What I care about is the fact that this is a place where you can make your mark. This is a place where you can actually make something of nothing. So what do you say to clients who have made a bad hire that has really hurt their business? I've made bad hires that hurt my business. Fire them. Next question. (laughs) Seriously, here's the thing. We get emotional about the wrong things. I'm emotional about my kid. I'm emotional about my wife. My business is a business. If you had a child, do you you guys have kids? We have two kids. You have two kids. Okay. Now imagine your business, right? I'm a genie and I'm going to turn your business into your third child. Okay. Now, someone comes and says, I have to kill one of your children. Which one dies? The business. <laughs> Every time. Six times on Sunday. So your business is not your baby. It is your business. That way you should not be emotional about it. Cut them off. Well, we always worry about what the other employees are going to think if the person's really popular. Guess what? Popularity means nothing. The captain of the football team gave me McDonald's a few years ago. Yeah, I could care less about popularity. I care about profits. I thought this was passage to profits. I didn't realize it was passage to popularity. <laughs> They're going to be okay. But the thing of it is, you guys are cool. You're very nice people. But you hired people not to be cool. You hired people to perform a function to make your lives easier and to make the lives of your clients easier. That is transactional. It is not emotional. Those two things don't intersect. You can be personable without being personal. And I think that that's where we make the mistakes. That's a good one. Personable without being personal. I like that. So how many people have you fired? Oh, gosh. Um, In 2019, what are we, two, three, Carla? Three? About three, yeah. Well, good for you. I kind of agree. If it's not working out, it's better for everybody, right? Better for the person, too, because they can go do something where they're happier. Right, or continue to be mediocre somewhere else that's not on my diet. (laughs) They may be a star someplace else, right? Hey, listen, listen, there were plenty of kids I went to college with who were great on the basketball team, and they made a wonderful living in Croatia. But they never made it to the NBA. So what's your one key piece of advice that you would give somebody who's even thinking of starting business? Because I think a lot of our listeners are thinking about it. Here's the thing. Stop doing things by committee. I was a kid, and I remember, and when I say kid, I was in my 20s. I was about my daughter's age, and I saw Michael Jackson give an interview, and he talked about this guy that he had. And this guy was an engineer. He was a studio engineer. And he says, well, I keep him on staff just in case something comes through in the middle of the night. And the guy says, well, Michael, what, what if you have something? Oh, no, no, no. He gets paid very well. He has, a, he has a home here. He can do this, that, and the third. He says, well, why do you have that? He says, well, because I'm afraid when God gives it to me, if I don't act on it, that he's going to give it to Prince. <laughs> The point of it is God's agenda is going to get done with or without you. So you need to start making it happen. But what happens is we talk to our spouses. We talk to our friends. We, we, we put up polls on Facebook and we don't go with the vision that God gave you. And that's, that's the problem. So what has been your greatest success? My daughter. Both of them. Period. Like without question. You know, I, businesses have come and gone. Relationships have come and gone. But my kids are the greatest triumph. Like when I die. You know, I will know that I did right by my kids. My kids will say things to me and I know I did what I was supposed to do by them. You know, and that's all you want. So I get it from a 20 year old and I get it from a four year old. Don't ask about the gap. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> now I really want to know. <laughs> My wife is gorgeous. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> no. Anyway, you're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. Our special guest this evening is Dave Anderson, the business bully, prolific author, speaker, and coach. And we'll be back right after this message. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest this evening, Dave Anderson, the business bully. Now it's time for the pitch part of the show. But before we start, some vital info. First of all, I always like to say, if you missed this part of the show that we just did, Listen to it on the podcast tomorrow because Dave Anderson is amazing. And while you're there, go to the Gearheart Law website, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. You'll see all sorts of fascinating information about intellectual property, patents, trademarks, and copyrights. You'll get a chance to look at our bios and see what our team looks like. Most of us are reasonably good looking. But especially our marketing director and co-host, she's she's a knockout. So please check out our website, www.gearheartlaw.com, or you can call 908-273-0700. Either I'll speak with you or Elizabeth will speak with you or one of our attorneys will speak with you. And if you want to fill out the contact form, let us know what you think. Last week, we got a call from Dennis from Connecticut. And he had a really interesting question, and I thought I would share the question with you and the answer. He wanted to know, can you trademark a bumper sticker? Which is actually kind of an interesting question under trademark law. And the answer is, it depends. If the slogan that you're using on the bumper sticker is somehow connected to a tangible product, then the answer is yes. But if you're only trying to trademark words on a bumper sticker, it could be a much more difficult time. So if you have a project like that that you would like to start, please contact us at Your Heart Law, and we'll give you the right advice in order to move forward with your project. Yeah, this intellectual property stuff can be pretty tricky. It can seem straightforward, but there's all sorts of little twists and turns you can take to get where you need to go. And Richard knows them all. <laughs> so I, I um, know about the twists and turns. Yeah. So when you're listening to these two pitches today, please think about which one you like best and then go to the Passage to Profit page on our website, scroll down and vote for the one you like. Remember, everybody gets one vote and the voting is open for a week. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram too. Each contestant gets two minutes to pitch, followed by discussion with Dave Anderson and ourselves. The overall vote getter gets a professionally produced video of their pitch of $500 value. Our first pitch is an alumni of Passage to Profit, Angeline Myers. And also a client of Gearheart Law. So she taped with us on November 14th and aired December 16th. So we're very eager to see what she's doing now. She's here from Oklahoma. She came for a conference that we're all going to. And and I talked her into coming on the show again. I'm Angeline Myers. I'm a mom of six. And I turned an idea into a product in less than a year. If you're a parent like me, then you can relate to the frustration when drying your children off after a bath or pool time. One kid wants two towels. The other runs off in a birthday suit without one. The patent pending My Buddy Towel is the perfect solution. It's a towel and a onesie in one. 100% cotton, machine wash and dryable, super absorbent, promotes child independence to dry off. Children simply slip on, zip up and go after a bath, pool or at the beach. Available in six sizes and three colors. Pink flamingos, gray sharks and green frogs. Buy now. www.mybuddytowel.com. Free shipping code with iHeartRadio. So, Angeline, what's going on now? Well, lots have happened since November. So I launched on Zulily, and after three sales on Zulily, I sold out of three sizes. And the My Buddy Towel was awarded 
Creative Child Magazine Product of the Year Award for 2019. So that was pretty amazing. Sounds really great. The whole purpose behind this is when a kid comes out of the bathtub and they want to run around naked or their towel falls off, you can zip them up in this thing. And I think it's good for the beach and everywhere, right? Yeah. After the bath, the pool, the beach was perfect. Just recently, I had all my kids at the beach and it was a chilly day. That ocean breeze, it was just like amazing. Like who thought of this? Oh, it was me. (laughs) You know, I just was in that moment of, wow, this is really incredible. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about how you came up with this and what's the name of your product again? It's the original My Buddy Towel. So how did you come up with it? All right. Well, I'm a mom of six kids. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And my fourth oldest was always using three towels, one on her head, one around her shoulders. And as ridiculous as it is, she would always want one wrapped around her legs. And after time after time and being frustrated with the towel laundry, I just thought to myself, my child needs some full body coverage right after the bath. And it was just a gut instinct that wouldn't go away. So I turned to Google to purchase, you know, a towel with full body coverage. And I was very surprised there was nothing out there. So I sat on it a little longer and that gut feeling just wouldn't go away. So I followed it and I turned to Google again and I researched, you know, and I found a manufacturer that took my information and she sent me prototypes. And then after that, it just been an incredible journey. How is all that working with your family life? Everything just has fallen into place. I just do it. So, Angela, <laughs> do you have a specific pain point right now that you would like Dave to address? Something that he could help you with? Yeah, I would say I'm at a turning point because I'm sold out of some sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I have three designs, but my vision is to have Nickelodeon characters, Disney characters, or even professional sports team, my mm-hmm. buddy towels. And as of right now, it is just me and my family growing this business. So I'm at the stage where when is it a good time to partner with someone that really knows what they're doing? To quote the Beatles yesterday. (laughs) Here's the thing, right? You have this amazing product. My question to you is this. Well, I have several, but let's start here. One, why haven't you made any approaches to these retailers that have a million dollars a day going into their situation. And by retailers, I mean amusement parks geared towards children. You know, the, the Sesame Places, King's Dominions, Bush Gardens, uh, Six Flags is, uh, uh, of the world. And secondly, have you approached any licensed companies to see about getting the Nickelodeon characters and the cartoon characters and things of that nature? Because I'll tell you right now, my kid says, I want to be Captain America. I want to be Captain Marvel. Where are you with that? What's the frustration? What's holding you back? Well, I just feel like I'm a mom that turned a product into an idea. And it's just like, who do you trust? There's so many scams out there. Okay, stop. Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. You're selling a 1999 towel product. You've got a great attorney, right? There's always going to be snakes in the grass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to business. If you are not prepared (laughs) for a bad guy around every corner, please go back to your cubicle or bake cookies for the kids. You know, like do that. But around here. You have to be. You're in the Badlands now. This is Thunderdome. Two men enter, one woman leave, and that's you. Bully speaks. Thank you. So what I'm, what I'm saying to you is, there are certain things that you're neglecting right now that I don't even think you're aware of. Just a quick little Google search. I found your Facebook. You have some followers. It's around 900, almost a thousand people. Wow. Um, but that's great. there's not a lot of call to action. You know, and, and that's a problem. You got to let people know. Hey, we're here. That's great. Also. Here's how to order. When you were a kid, you saw the blue screen, whatever it was, whether it was a Floby or um, a deal meal diet plan from Richard Simmons, you always saw them say, here's how to order. You need to do that more. Then you go over to your Instagram. You're following 7,500 people, but you have about 1,000 people following you. But when I look, there's very few hashtags. Like you got a whole thing. Hey, Zoo Lily, go get it. There's a sale. But there's very few hashtags in order for people to look. Hashtag moms products. Hashtag single moms. Hashtag octomom. Hashtag mom of six. Hashtag busy mom. Hashtag fun activities. Hashtag meetup moms. Like all of these things you need to do. And just because you're a mom, that's not an excuse. That is a reason. You are a warrior. You are a tribe leader. And you need to plant your flag and say, boom. This is my flag. You are my people. You will get this original buddy towel. Thank you. Um, thank you for the welcome to the Badlands. You're quite welcome. I'm the mayor. Um, yeah, Instagram is so new to me. I definitely am failing at promoting on Instagram. I need help in that area. Okay. Do you have a YouTube channel? 
Definitely not. Not one tutorial on the second largest search engine on the planet. YouTube is owned by Google. I'm my brother's little brother. He protects me. He makes sure that I'm out there. I am the foreground in his background. Do you understand that? So it's the same thing when it comes to YouTube. If people are searching for something, Google is going to make sure that they have a video for it. You need to give people tutorials how to make sure that your kid doesn't get tangles in their head because you've got this hood. How to make sure you keep them dry. How to prevent diaper rash fresh from the shower, all of these things that you can, you've got six kids. I imagine you've done a little bit with A&D ointment, diaper rash, and this towel. You created this towel out of a necessity. People are looking for it. Hey, and if you like more tips and you want to know more about my product, go to my website. You know, you give them that at the end. You've already given them value, so you've already showed them your heart. Now it's time to ask for the money. But do we really have to show pictures of diaper rash? On <laughs> no, we can talk about diaper rash. I don't want to see any bare bums. That's so, a whole thing I'm not trying to get into. So, Dave, here's the problem. I mean, I'm sure that the money is stretched pretty thin because she's trying to do a million things and she's got six mm-hmm. kids. Right. Can she just shoot these videos on a phone and put them up there herself? 2.5 million views later, 95% shot on an iPhone. That's an incredible. So you don't have to hire somebody like your husband or your oldest kid could hold probably a kid's better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my oldest daughter. She's holding an iPhone. I'm going to make money off of this footage. I promise you. (laughs) Let's not make it complicated. Again, feelings are not facts. Opinions are not rock solid laws. You know this. I do. It's not. It's not whether or not you're guilty. It's whether or not you can prove. Someone is guilty. It's not whether or not you're a mom that has all these things going on. It's whether or not you're a mom who is bad you know what enough mm-hmm. to make it happen. And I think you have it in you, but you're playing small because somehow six kids made you feel as though that this was a great little thing that you're doing. And there's more in you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more in you. You got millions in you, but you're playing like a thousandaire. It is. It's a self-doubt thing that I'm trying to overcome. Let me help you. Here's what it is, right? You created something that did not exist. Mm-hmm. You know, like that puts you on the same level of an Einstein. That puts you on the same level. I'm dead serious. It puts you on the level of Einstein, Zuckerberg, anybody who has ever created something out of nothing because of a necessity. You know, it wasn't an accident. You created this because you went looking for it. There was not there. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a hole in the market. You are phenomenal. You just have to believe it. And because you can't believe in my belief in you, period. This is incredible. It feels like I'm supposed to be here right now. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I, I found You're out. You're welcome. I found out Angela was coming for Lisa Askley's conference, and I emailed her. I said, do you want to come a few days early and be on the show again? We'd love to have you. And she's like, ah, oh, let me see if I can rearrange things. And you did. And, and it worked, and it was meant to be. And yeah. it's so exciting for us to have you on Passage to Profit again, and also to work with you on your intellectual property and see the really fantastic progress that you've made in such a short period of time. I mean, you've nailed it. We're just really happy for you, and it's really great to have you back. And I hope that we can have you back in another six months, and it's only upward from here, I think. And I think your kids could be YouTube stars. Oh, my God. I went and looked at their pictures last time. They are adorable. Oh, my God. This little boy she had coming out of the tub in this towel that she made, he was the cutest little thing I've ever seen. Thank you. You could could have a YouTube star family. So Richard's telling me we have to wrap it up. This has been phenomenal. Angela, it's so good to see you again. Dave, you are amazing. Listeners, you are listening to Richard Elizabeth Gerhardt with our special guest, Dave Anderson, the business bully on Passage to Profit. If you are just tuning in and you missed the first part of this show, the podcast is coming out tomorrow. I would highly recommend you listen to this podcast. It is a great show. And if you just tuned in, we have one more pitch tonight. So listen up and we'll be back right after this message. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. 
Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Now we're on to our second pitch this evening with Shanna Trefini, also a Gearhart Law client. You have two minutes, Shanna. Go. Hi, my name is Shanna Trefini, and I'm the author of You Are a Gardener and the creator of the You Are a Gardener platform. When my daughter was five years old, our family encountered an unforeseen event that caused my daughter to have post-traumatic stress. We got her in with a cognitive behavioral therapist right away. We tried homeopathic remedies. We tried all sorts of stuff, but we couldn't get to the root of her stress, which by seven, she was labeled with anticipatory anxiety. I happened to be working with a friend of mine one day who was at meditation class, and her instructor compared stress and anxiety to watering your weeds. This was my light bulb moment when I realized my daughter was watering her weeds. So that same night, I sat Anna down, who was seven, and Aiden, who was five, and in kindergarten, and I just said, hey, do you guys know that you're gardeners? And they looked at me funny, but they were interested, and I said, you are growing beautiful gardens inside of you, and your flowers are your happy things, like baking cookies, and your garden also has weeds, because all gardens have weeds, and those are the things that make you feel sad, scared, or mad. And I asked him, did you guys have any weeds today? And sure enough, they did. And they kept going and talking about their weeds. And as they were talking about them, I could see their shoulders coming down and they were breathing a little easier. And it was this moment, I still get chills when I say it, I wasn't talking to my kids like this every day. We were talking about school and homework and just all the things we do day to day, but we weren't pulling weeds. So that same night, I put my kids to bed. I wrote a poem, which turned into You Are a Gardener, and I knew I had something special, and I knew I wanted to share it not only with my family and friends, but I wanted to share it with all the kids out there. With all the people I've met, stress and anxiety is at an all-time high for kids, and we're seeing it younger and younger. And so it started out as a children's book, and it grew into a whole platform dedicated to spreading the seeds of social and emotional learning. I go to schools. I've written a curriculum for teachers for in-service, pre-service workshops. I do programs for students called the Pull Your Weeds program, where I do a book reading, and I make sure when I leave, every kid there knows what it means to pull their weeds. We also shoot a monthly video series called Hello Gardeners with my two kids in a greenhouse, which was my daughter's idea. And we have just launched a Pull Your Weeds blog where we're housing all sorts of information and resources, exercises and activities, all dedicated to just driving it home on how important it is for kids to pull your weeds in hopes to help make the future a brighter place for this generation. That's great. I read the book. It's not a long read. It kind of reminded me of Goodnight Moon a little bit. If, yeah. If your kids read that, our kids did. Beautiful poetry and illustrations. You had Kelsey illustrate. Just a gorgeous book. I almost start crying reading it. I do get emotional. I could see how that could help kids so much. Thank you. I I always say those who pick up the book and get it, they know how important it is to really talk about what is going on. And the special thing about this book is I use gardening vocabulary as emotional metaphors. So a four-year-old knows what a flower is, they know what a weed is, and they know what a seed is. Why it's so special, they feel comfortable and safe using those words. And it empowers them with the ability to kind of raise their hand and say, hey, you know what, this doesn't feel right. And then what it also does is it it opens up conversations and lines of communications to problem solve. And we call that turning weeds into seeds because that's really what it's all about, taking something negative, turning it into a positive and a learning experience. Flowers are so important too. That's our gratitude. Those are our joyful moments. And sometimes you just have those weeds. You got to look the other way and look at those flowers because there is so much goodness around all of us. So thank you. Phenomenal way to uh, help your kid. I am an anxiety sufferer myself. Most people don't realize that, but yeah. I suffer from anxiety and depression, and so I wish I would have had this as a kid. So uh, kudos to you. My question to you is: I'm I'm looking at your Instagram. I found your I found your website. What I don't see a lot of, and maybe I'm missing it. Where are your video testimonials from all the parents that you've helped? Thank you. That's a great point, and I am working with my illustrator Kelsey Delaney who's here with me today she's also my partner in crime and she is a videographer and we are in the works of doing some really spectacular video testimonials this summer not only from parents but teachers I have a lot of teachers and schools using this in their classroom and it's been an amazing tool and the cognitive awareness of problem solving conflict resolution empathy it is a huge difference in their classrooms with their students and what are some of the stories that you can tell us about how the book and a parent and a child may work together to resolve some issues. It sounds very simple. It's using the words flowers, weeds, and seeds, but the power that those words unlock when you're using them on a day-to-day basis, it really 
makes kids just feel very comfortable and very natural talking and communicating with their parents. But the problem for me when we first started using it was my kids would go to school and it would kind of be a dead end. So they would come home and say, hey, can you tell my teacher about this or can you show her this or can can she use this? And so getting it into schools was so important for me because teachers are the most consistent group of people out there. My father was a teacher. I've come from a line of educators. Getting it in schools was everything to me. So if parents are using the vocabulary, children are using the vocabulary, and teachers, and we're all using this, we're all going to be on the same page. I think what we can see out of this generation of young kids could be really exceptional. But Shana, when you're at home with your kids, are you weaving the vocabulary into just your day-to-day conversations? All the time. They're sitting, not eating, and looking at the plate, and you're saying, so what weed are we thinking about right now? I always joke. I say my kids are going to end up like the lab rats a little bit of this because (laughs) we might overuse it in our house. And we've come up with all sorts of expressions like, oh, you're being weedy, and oh, we we need to get in the garden. I mean, the biggest thing we always say is pull your weeds, which I did trademark through you guys, which I'm really proud I did because that's like my my slogan in my campaign. We do use the vocabulary all the time. My son happened to be in class one day when he was in the second grade. He came home and he said, Mom, I, I told I told Emma about what flowers and weeds are. And I said, what happened? He said, well, she was sitting alone and she was really sad. So I told her, hey, this is what a flower is and this is what a weed is. And do you have a weed? And she said, yeah, you know, I got left out on the playground and my feelings got hurt. So Aiden, being Aiden and us using all the vocabulary, he said, well, what did you do? And she said, I walked away. And he said, you know what? That's a really brave thing you did. And he said, so I turned her weed into a seed. And this is just the power of what this is. It's peer-to-peer, problem-solving, conflict resolution. It's just keeping kids feeling good and empowered. Question, what are your product plans moving forward? I have a lot, which might be a pain point of mine because this has grown so fast, so quick. I have the flowers, not the weeds. Yeah, everything. I don't. There's been all sorts of things in our garden, but it's everything. And you say necessity is the mother of invention. Everything that we are doing right now has come from a need. Like our blog, we we created this blog because we had all this information, and we said we don't want to lose this information. Okay, let's start a blog. The video series, which was Anna's idea, she said, you know, there's so many kids out there that have weeds. Let's make these videos. And we get kids emailing us nationally with their weeds. We have just all sorts of ideas going on. And as you know, you know, you're writing them down in the middle of the night. You're waking them up. There's just so many ways to grow this program. I think right now it's which direction do we go? Let me help you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) First thing that you need to do is figure out how. Because and and when I say this, I want you to catch this and understand how important this is going to be, not only for your family's future, but for children to connect with their families. As a father who's very, very busy, it's hard for me sometimes to connect with my kids, so I try to take opportunities whenever I can. You have a foundation where you have this amazing book, you have these amazing courses and these amazing videos, but what you're missing is the opportunity for kids to get in the garden and use actual seeds and pull actual weeds and kill actual weeds and, and have flower containers. You could do an entire kit Sell it for 25 bucks and you would make a fortune and you would also be impacting the world because now it becomes real. It becomes something that's an activity and you can discuss it. You can build things. You can do vegetables and plants and you can get healthy eating and so many other things. So that's one. The second thing that I would do is something I would call the garden gathering where you would get parents together and you would get families together. You would get kids together and you would have counselors come in and and be able to present and talk and brainstorm ideas and do scrapbooking and videos and get all of those people in one place converging together together under your umbrella because at that point it becomes more than a book it becomes more than a course it becomes a movement and that's where real power starts that's where real impact begins so that's where i would start everything else kind of let it fall back you know you use the profits from these things to take care of all those wonderful ideas and you have the rest of your life but those two are impactful in so many ways that will change the course of your business Thank you. That's awesome. I had a friend utter the words one time, cultural movement, and it was not in reference to this. And those words have always stuck with me, and and you're just saying them again. So your wisdom is so appreciated. So thank you. So that actually brought something to mind for me, which I was going to ask before. This is really kind of a socialpreneurism project for you. You're really trying to make a change in the world, make it better, help people 
do you really expect to make money from this? Are you doing it for money at all? Do you want to make a profit? I am doing this to make enough money to grow it as big as it can go because I want to make a difference in my lifetime. I want to make a difference for my kids. I want to make a difference for their kids. So, yes, I want to make money, but I want to make enough money to keep growing. Okay, let's get something straight. I have an organization. This is passage oh, to profit, right? But I really want to say this because this is important, right? My parents divorced when I was three. My mom dragged me back and forth to radio stations and TV stations, dragged my brother to basketball. She didn't have the resources that I now have to be able to do things uh, for kids. So I created a program called Black Boys Win because a lot of black males in this country get neglected and fall into the system. They wind up getting arrested. The idea of me making money as a business coach allows me to fund that. I'm able to do fundraisers like BullyCon and make that happen. You can be heart-centered and still be profitable. Those things are not incongruent. $1,236,000 is the salary of the CEO of the United Way. $2.5 million is what the CEO of the Red Cross makes. Last I checked, those were 501c3s. Correct me if I'm wrong. So let's not act like we don't need money, like money isn't the grease that moves the wheel of greatness and moves the wheel of a cultural movement. Making money is a function of creating value and filling people's needs. And it's just the yardstick for that. Right. If you happen to get a lot of it, then you can put it back into the system to work, right? Yes, you can can help help a lot of people. You can help a lot of people. You can buy a few nice things for yourself, which also helps a lot of people because somebody has to make those, right? But the money is the energy. It's not an evil thing. Absolutely. So if you had any kids being bullied use this or come to you? I'm so happy you asked that. We encountered an experience and And it was about a six-year-old, and he was expressing himself in a negative way using his hands, poor choice words. And my kids were watching this. We were on a playground. And no no parents were around. And why we got to see this, I don't know. But I kind of had to break it up a little bit. And this was early on in the program. And my son looked at me, and he said, oh, Mom, you know, I feel bad for that kid. You know, he must have a lot of weeds, and nobody's helping him pull his weeds. So a big part of this program is, as I'm sitting here, we're using the word bully, but I think that these are the kids that need a lot of help. These are the kids who need help with their weed pulling and some direction and tools. I think it's extremely important to realize that there are a lot of kids who are hurting and don't know how to express it. One, because they don't have the experience to deal with the real adult emotions that kids are now facing because kids are growing up faster than they really have the developmental tools to deal with. And so I think it's important that you're looking at it the right way. That, you know, the kids who are bullies just want an outlet and they want to be heard, but they're told to stay in a child's place and they don't get it. And the other thing, too, is the person who's being bullied has a perspective to put this in. Now they can say, well, that person's full of weeds. It's not me. It's the person that's got the weeds, Right. right? So it helps the person who is being bullied, too. It really is the power of the program. I read a statistic recently that said that there is a correlation with higher bullying in schools with little focus on SEL programs in schools, which is social emotional learning, which is what my program is all about. So I definitely think there's a direct correlation. And I know for sure I can help with this problem. So how many books have you sold to date? (laughs) Well, I'm proud to say I just ordered my 1000th book. Wow, that's great. And I've personally signed every single copy through street fairs, my website. I do have a full-time job other than this that I've been at for 18 years. So finding the time to do this all, it's important to me and I'm finding more time as it goes. But I did just purchase that and it is inspiring a second edition. That's awesome. I have the feeling you're going to sell many, many more. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Spreading seeds. And where is the book available? It's on Amazon, Thank you for asking it is not on amazon i'm a self-publisher i did this all myself i i wanted to do it all myself i want it all in my control and i wanted it out there so it is available for purchase at www.urgardener.com i also am on facebook and instagram at you are a gardener and i am always using hashtag pull your weeds oh and we have a youtube channel that's great it is very impressive that you've managed to reach that level of sales Without Amazon, because that's where everybody usually goes, right? This so, is true. how did you make that decision? Maybe I'm a control freak a little bit, but I have my funding is is limited. So where I need to spend it, and I did some research. I'm putting it on Amazon. It did at the time cost more money than I could afford, and sometimes I have to make the choice: do we make another episode of Hello Gardeners, or do I put money towards Amazon? And at this point, funds are limited. It's grassroots. It's all self-funded, which I believe in 110 percent. So it's really just trying to figure out the best way to allocate my funds. There are, where do you live? New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. 
there are so many kids who are in film school who just want to have some experience that you could hire for next to nothing in order to shoot your stuff for free. Amazon, whether you like it or not, is a juggernaut. The reason that I was able to have the number one book in America and in Australia and in India is because I was on Amazon. Do not neglect the power of where the crowd is. Be like Arrow. You have kids, so I'm sure you've seen The Little Mermaid at least 15,000 right. times. What does she say? I want to be where the people are. I want to see them dancing. Swimming on fins, you don't get too far. You're swimming on fins, and you're gardening with a beach towel bucket. You know what I mean? Like, you need to get into the big ocean. You need to be able to get to where they are because your message is so palatable, and it's so powerful. You're doing yourself, and the people who need your message a disservice by not being where they already are. It's easier to get people where they are than to try and get them to come to where you are first. Done. So I guess you have to get Coming on Amazon. Soon to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> this week. <laughs> well, that's all we have time for. Thank you so much Thank for joining us this evening. And you're listening to Passage to Profit. Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart with our special guest, Dave Anderson, will be right back. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gerhart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Hey, what's going on? It is the Mohawk and Real Talk and Living Fully Business Bully, Dave Anderson, and I love Passions to Profit. It's an amazing opportunity for entrepreneurs to put their businesses out there and get real sound advice from two of the best people in the business to help you protect your ideas and furnish your dreams in a way that it's going to be spectacular. You have to check out this show. And please, just don't check out one episode. Don't just check out my episode, even though it's the best. I need you to subscribe right now. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't care if it's iTunes. I don't care if it's Google Play. I need you to subscribe because you need to feed your business needs. I'm telling you, this show is going to change the course of your life. Passage to Profit is it. I love it. Go get it. Listen to it. Woo! Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. This was an amazing show. If you did not listen to it and you're just tuning in now, we have a little bit left, so don't go away. But the podcast comes out tomorrow. Seriously, Dave Anderson, the business bully, and our two pitch people have just done a fantastic job tonight. I mean, so much fun. And if you can't get motivated listening to Dave, I don't know what is going to motivate you. I loved his comments about accountability. We really need to remind ourselves of those concepts in this day and age. Feelings are important, but results are just as important as long as you get them the right way. But you do have to get results, and that's what it's about. We do want you to vote for your favorite pitch. And so to summarize, we had two pitches. We had Angeline Myers with MyBuddyTowel.com, the original Buddy Towel which is a towel that's a onesie for kids that they just love, and she's selling lots of them. Our second pitch was Shanna Truffini with her book and kind of whole movement, youareagardener.com, to help kids deal with negative emotions. So go on our website, gearheartlaw.com, and find the Passage to Profit page and vote. You have a week to vote, but you only get to vote once. This evening's guest will receive a Passage to Profit t-shirt, and the overall winner will receive a professionally edited video of their performance here on Passage to Profit, a $500 value. I want to say thanks to everyone. Dave came all the way from Philly. Thank you. Angeline came all the way from Oklahoma, and Shanna came all the way from New Jersey. <laughs> we are in New York, after all. So thank you, everyone. We just love doing this every week, and we love hearing all these new ideas and all this great business advice, and we do feel like 
we're looking into the future, what's coming down the pike. Yeah, and Dave, can you enlighten us with a few words of wisdom before we sign off? I think the best thing that you can do, my mom would tell me this when I was off on my own. The hardest thing that I ever did was leave Philadelphia and go off into the world and live in 17 states and do radio and TV and all of those things. And I remember having decisions to make, whether I sign with this agent or I take this radio contract in this place. And she would say, Dave, always trust your first mind. So the second that idea comes in your head, go for it. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Be in the moment and be in obedience to whatever that comes from. We're all carbon-based life forms. The sun is a carbon-based life form. Diamonds are carbon-based. We're all made of stars. Having said that, you're in touch with something bigger than yourself, and that thing that has come to you is something you need to be obedient to. And I think that what we do is we get an idea and we'll say, oh, it'll never work. In Pitch, Close Up, Sell, Repeat, I talk about how my niece had scraped her knee, and I had to go and get the Neosporin from one bathroom, had to get the Band-Aids from another bathroom, had to get the alcohol from another bathroom, and I said, you know what would be great? If we had Band-Aids with Neosporin on them and Everybody in the house just laughed at me and told me it was a pipe dream. It was crazy. I said, no, we'll put cartoon characters on it. It'll be great. And I could sell this to Johnson & Johnson. I'll make a million. And they laughed and laughed and laughed. And I went back to Texas and I didn't do it. And two months later, I turned on the TV and sure enough, Band-Aid had bandages with Neosporin on it and cartoon characters. I don't want to give it to Prince. (laughs) And so, you know, I always go with my first mind. If my first mind says do it, I do it. Whether it's right, whether it's wrong, there's a lesson to be learned in that. And that's okay. Stop shooting for perfection. Perfection is not it. Look at my cortisol-induced gut. I am not the rock of perfection, but I have a gorgeous wife and two gorgeous children. I live the life that I want to live because I'm not perfect. And I'm okay with that. Go with your first mind. It will never fail you in the long run. And, you know, so many of our clients come to us with stories similar to the bandage story you Mm -hmm. just mentioned. They had an idea. They didn't act on it. They saw it someplace else. And they said, that could have been me. Yep. So I agree. If you have an idea that you want to pursue and you have the means to pursue it, you got to do it. Yeah. Because if you don't, it may end up with Prince. Absolutely. The the greatest self-esteem killer is regret. Well, we have a lot of people telling us we shouldn't be doing this radio show because it's too expensive, time-consuming. But we just love doing it. And we love the people that we meet. We love everything about it. So we're pretty much ignoring them. Yeah, because, well, I'm, I'm glad you are because they're smiling wrong. and nodding and said, yeah, you yeah. should do that. Yeah. <laughs> but they're wrong. That's the thing. Somebody, you know, somebody didn't believe that the world was round. Oh, you're going to fall off the face of the earth. Somebody didn't believe that the earth went around the sun. Somebody didn't believe that you could be someone who people look up to. Somebody didn't believe that you could stop writing things on stone tablets. Somebody didn't believe that you could take vegetables, put them in a blender with fruit and get your kids to drink them. You don't need their approval. You don't need their stamp. You're innovating. And sometimes innovation means isolation. The good thing is you two have each other and that is all that you need. And our kids. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. But yes, you're right. I mean, we believe in this ourselves. And you're right. That's all the belief that we really need. So that was Dave Anderson. And Dave, where can everybody find you? Uh, You can find me at businessbullyshow.com. But I have a really cool free gift for your listeners. People ask me all the time, how do I grow my audience? How do I build my brand? How do I do it effectively? And I don't have a lot of money because I'm a mom. Or I don't have a lot of money because, well, I'm just out of college. So here's the thing. If you go to bit.ly forward slash bully growth. I'm showing you how to grow your business organically. And so it's an amazing presentation. And if you like it, you can also book a call with me and my team and we'll talk about your business. Just what I did on this show. That's all I do for a living. I don't moonlight someplace else. I'm not cleaning out bowling shoes. And so if you go to bit.ly forward slash bully growth, you'll be able to watch a presentation that'll show you some amazing tips. And then you'll be able to get on a call with me and my staff. That sounds great. We would like to thank our media maven, Kenya Gibson, our wonderful producer, Noah Fleischman, our amazing engineer, Rob Barrett, and the whole iHeart team. And listeners, don't forget to join us next week for another excellent speaker and another round of pitches. And you can start thinking about what your pitch will be. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on iHeart Radio Passage to Profit on WOR 710, the voice of New York. <laughs>